We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. It's the Tuesday, June 6th show. And on this show, we've got it all covered for you today. A little bit later in the program, Tim Shea will reunite. We watched the end of the Brewer game together. Well, he had it on. I There was a lefty starting in his first career start. This was an obvious loss for the Brewers. But we kind of followed along as we went through some voicemails and talked about life. And then at one point, my son told Tim to fuck off. So stick around for that. Um, and Aaron Nagler is going to join us. I said I wanted to talk to him, Packers Mount Rushmore. I just thought he would be a great guy to talk about it with since he's, you know, been a Packer fan for a long time and has a good understanding of all the different eras. I didn't, like, understand or know that where I don't like the Mount Rushmore topic, I think it's kind of lazy, but then, like, I actually like it. He flat out hates it. But he played along for a little bit. And uh, that was that was nice of him. To do that. So that'll be coming up in a little bit. Aaron Nagler, cheeseheadtv.com. Aaron Nagler is a video on the Dan Shaney Insurance YouTube stream. And then so is Tim Shea. So two separate videos. You can check those out on YouTube or you can stay right here on the same great platform. There is something that I wanted to bring up regarding the NBA Finals to just finish our conversation from the Monday show that we taped on Sunday night. And by the way, Adrian Griffin finally announced nightmares over for the eight bucks Twitter accounts that kept getting retweeted into oblivion because they were mad. There was no press release. He's going to talk around 11. I'll jump on YouTube after that. See if there's anything we need to talk about. Maybe we talk some bucks for a good hour. Maybe I just say hello for six minutes, highlight the strong points and see, uh, you know, what's what. So we'll see. We'll play that by ear, but I do plan to be by my computer after that, because one, I'm very interested. And two, I have nowhere else to go. The interesting thing about the Heat Nuggets series. Okay, first of all, this Kyrie come to. I saw this tweet from uh, Damon Rangula. This LeBron to Dallas story taking oxygen away from a truly fascinating finals is one to one. And has been an amazing chess match already. It's really goddamn annoying. No, you're a Lakers fan, Damon. Nobody else can. I'm telling you, these LeBron stories, LeBron flat out said, I'm going to retire or might retire. That's a massive story. If anyone believed him, no one believed him. So in the national 
landscape, we all moved on right away. Lakers fans might have got more juice out of that, but we moved on. Kyrie saying he wants LeBron traded to Dallas. Lakers fans might be talking about that for a week, but everyone else is like, eh, we don't care. We've all moved on. So it's not taking oxygen, not from, not from us. And this is how more eyeballs are going to start to get into this finals is that the Heat got game two. And the Heat got game two in a night where they shot incredible, nearly 50% from three. There was a great tweet that I saw. Someone said, a Denver Nuggets fan said, this was a truly fluky Miami win. Historic shooting, amazing whistle, and then everyone outside of Jokic played bad. Have you watched the Heat at all? You're a Nuggets fan, mad that nobody's watching your teams. This is what the Heat do. This is what they've been doing. Uh, historic shooting. Yeah, against the Bucks. Everyone outside of Jokic playing bad. Yeah, but Giannis. Amazing whistle. Yeah. This, this is the Heat. And now people are starting to be like, like there's some crazy stats. Uh, ESPN stats info. The Heat are four and five this postseason when they're down by at least eight entering the fourth quarter. So when they're down eight entering the fourth, They've come back and won four out of those nine games. The rest of the NBA in the playoffs is one in 41. In their nine postseason wins against Milwaukee, Boston, Denver, the Heat are shooting 47% from three, including 49% on what are deemed as heavily contested threes. Steph, KD, and Clay made 151 of 364 three-point attempts, good for 41% when they won in the 2017 championship. Steph, think of these guys. Steph, Kevin Durant, and Clay combined, when they won the title in 2017 in the playoffs, shot 41%. Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, and Duncan Robinson are shooting 43%. They are making their shots. In a make-or-miss league, they are making their shots. This is why I always thought the bubble was a fluke because these teams made shots that, like, they wouldn't normally make for the setting or whatever. But this is just what the Heat do. They can be very cold or they can be very hot. And they are hot at a beautiful time. And there's a lot of people now, you know, the Heat win one game and all of a sudden basketball fans are like, what's going on? What's with all this variance in threes? It's kind of weird for teams to shoot this well, huh? Meanwhile, Bucks fans are like, oh, no, no. Not only do we have the record for most threes in a game with 29, but we're also like the opponent in seven or eight other teams' records for most threes in a game. And this all happened in the last three years. We understand better than anyone what three-point three, uh, three point shooting variance is. And the Heat, it's a make-or-miss league. And that's why, like, I think Bud sometimes, Coach Bud, and again, should he have been – I don't – if I'm Bud, you know, I'm like I, – I reiterate the things that I've always said if I'm Coach Bud. I say, I'm telling you, we have to play better, and that's true because it's a make-or-miss league. I wish you would have been more abstract – or more not abstract, but more, like, defined about it. Like, guys, I'm doing everything I can, but they made their shots. And we don't think they're going to keep making their shots – And if they don't, then we'll make our shots. And that's kind of like all this strategy be damned. You still have to make your shots. And if you don't, you're going to lose. 
And if you do, you're going to win. We, we in basketball, and, and there should be strategy. I'm not saying don't run plays. But I think, like, making or missing your shots is, like, 85% of how you win a game. You got to make your shots. You shoot 70 times a game. You have to make your shots. Run a play to get higher percentage shots. You know, get to the guy in the paint if he can control it or get to your three. But you still, you have to make your shots. It's just crazy. Like, it's 2023. The three-point revolution has already been here for years, and we're just realizing because the Heat won one game in this finals that it's a make-or-miss league. Fam. Come on. All right. Aaron Nagler is going to continue the conversation that Paul Emig and Grant Bills had with myself about the Packers Mount Rushmore. I bring it to him. I'm not sure I ever get a defined answer from him, but it is an interesting answer. He takes an interesting look at it because is there an argument to be made that the Packers Mount Rushmore should not include anyone that has worn a Packers jersey since 1950? Love that coming up to Bart Winkler show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So here's how I want to set things up. Aaron Nagler, CheeseheadTV.com. Always appreciate it. Um, we were joking, ar- not even joking around. Mark Murphy got the draft to Green Bay. He did indeed. And if you look at what Mark has done, yeah, there's the silos and the picture of the sled and (laughs) all this stuff. Oh, yeah. But under Mark, they've won a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Under Mark, Titletown has expanded immensely. Yes, sir. And under Mark, they have gotten an NFL draft to come to Green Bay. And I was thinking that historically where you rank him in terms of important figures is has to be a lot higher than anyone. I think the most fans would probably give him credit for. Yes. I totally agree yeah. there. It's yeah. funny. Cause when you emailed me, I was kind of rolling it around in my head and I thought, you know, no one wants to hear this, but if you take away any kind of like categories, right? Like just importance to the organization, mm-hmm. he's in the conversation for, you know, uh, easily like top 10, you start talking top five, you start talking Mount Rushmore, which is, you know, the, the quintessential offseason fodder. Um, it, it's hard to put him on the Mount Rushmore at this point, but I would understand if someone did. 
You know, the the idea that uh, his importance gets overlooked is is a very real one. You know, and I don't doubt for a moment that uh, Packers fans will look back in like twenty years and understand how important he was as far as in the history of the franchise, even. But you know, let alone the last like two decades. But uh, yeah, these days he most certainly gets underappreciated. I don't think there's any doubt there. Now, as someone who often mocks topics that are designed to fill time, <laughs> I will say I love the Mount. I actually love the Mount Rushmore topic. Right. I think, and especially with a team like the Packers, to whittle down four guys. Well, it's just so difficult without any kind of if you don't if you don't have any guardrails, right? Like if you don't say players or executives or any, like if you don't give it some yeah. kind of shape, it's an impossible exercise. It just is. You know what I mean? There's so can four we do it people. Now? Yeah, but we're going to do it. <sighs> All right. Curly Lambeau, Vince Lombardi, Bob Harlan, and Mark Murphy. Good night. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And they're not a football team. You know what I mean? Like, you can quibble with it, and I understand people will, but you talk about just being in existence. Those those are your four. You know what so I mean? So you're, you're going to go all executives? Well, Lambeau. Well, the, the players are great. You know, they're they're wonderful, but... Without those guys, there's no place for them to play. So who was it again? Lambo, Lombardi. Lambo, Lombardi, Harlan, Murphy. Oh, so you are putting Murphy. Is this your, like, real list? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Man, it's like. I care. That's why I'm talking to you. Okay, how about this? How about Lambo, hey, Lombardi, Aaron, Aaron, Harlan. I thought, you know, of anyone to have this discussion with. It would be See, but, Aaron Nagler. What yeah, an honor! I don't that care is about. I have I have a long running hatred of the Mount Rushmore topic. See, as I much as you I, love it, I hate it because I think it's ridiculous. But I understand why people do it. So I'll I'll go I'll go. Here we go. I'll go. Uh, Lambo Lombardi, Lombardi Harlan Travis Jervy. How's that? Well, there now you're go. being an asshole. But that's uh, that's what the topic calls for. You know, look, <laughs> you can make the case if you want to go players, right? You can go yeah. Lambo, maybe Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers, right? But then you're leaving out so many amazing players who were absolutely incredible and instrumental in bringing championships to Green Bay. And you're also, like, leaving out Vince Lombardi. You know, it was like, it's just, there's no way to do it. There's no real way to do it. Okay, but we're doing it, though. Lambo. How You got to have Lambo, right? You can't have Lambo, and you can't. You can't not you can't omit Lambo and you can't omit Lombardi. So there's two right there. Yeah. Right? Neither of them, you know. So my let me just tell you mine. All right. Lambo, mm -hmm. Lombardi. Sure. Bart Starr. Okay. And Brett Favre. See, okay. I'm down with it. But if you then you gotta roll it, you gotta pull the curtain back, right? And say Without Ron Wolf, there is no Brett Favre. And without Bob Harlan, there is no Ron Wolf. That's true. So that's where I go to Harlan, you know? And then on Bart Starr, like, the all-time great, best Packers QB ever, no question about it. But he did coach there for quite a little bit. And it was wasn't too successful, you know? So you're obviously putting him there as a player. But then you're not putting Aaron Rodgers, Reggie White, Charles Woodson, or even going back, you know, uh, Llewellyn, Johnny Blood, Forrest Gregg, who, you know, Vince Lombardi said is the greatest player he ever coached. Like, things of I that nature. I think Don Hudson, if we're doing Don players. Don Hudson, exactly. How do you not put Don Hudson on there if you're doing players? You know, that's that's where it becomes so difficult.
for me. But well, I I do like your angle at it to look more executive. Not that I love suits. I mean, you don't, and that's the problem, right? It's a sports conversation. So who the hell wants to talk about guys wearing ties, right? So I understand why people kind of dismiss that and like stick with coaches and players. And that's my point. Like, if you just make it about coaches and players, then okay, then we can have the conversation of yeah, it's probably Lambo Lombardi. I'd probably go. It's so hard. I'd probably go Star and Favre as well. But I understand why people would make the case for Aaron because Aaron's a better quarterback than Brett Favre. But you talk about the circumstance where Brett Favre stepped into as opposed to Aaron Rodgers, who was basically handed a mantle of winning rather than having to help a team come out of the crap that the Packers were for you know two decades, three decades. You know, I, I understand the argument for Aaron Rodgers as a better player, but in the Mount Rushmore of importance to the Green Bay Packers, I think a case can be made for Brett Favre in that instance. And I think if you read Cliff Crystal, he would agree with you, you know? so Well, with the Rodgers-Favre thing, and, and even Star, so somebody had said, again, this is all arbitrary, right. all of it. Naturally. But someone said, take Star out and put in Rodgers to represent that era. I'm not here to represent eras. I'm just no. trying to find the best four guys to help tell the story of the Packers. And where I would go with the quarterbacks, because I got into – I got into Lambo Lombardi and then the three quarterbacks with all due to mm. Nitschke and Hudson. Sure. Yep. And I get Reggie it. And, it's and the most important position. So it's really hard to separate it out from like yeah. the importance of the fran like where the franchise has gone and all of that. I understand that. I felt like to me, Stark comes third on my Mount Rushmore. And then it was between Favre and Rogers. And with Favre, this may be a bias because of growing up. With. I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. So, when, how old am I when Favre's the starting quarterback? Eight? And what, what I always thought with Favre was, I looked at my dad, and then I looked at Favre, and they're not even, like, the same kind of person, but I just felt like, I, I don't know what it was. I just felt like, for three hours, that was my dad. <laughs> and I so, feel that. I feel and, that. And I just, that connection, and when Favre came back on Thanksgiving – I was not watching the game with my dad. Um, and I called him like crying. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, thank yeah. you. You know, you know, you know and mm-hmm. then I wish I was watching this. The game emotional you. connection you had to the player. Look, and I Rogers is, a, is Rogers is within months, my age. Right. And I don't like him as a person. Right. Well, he's a good person. That we know. All I mean, the we don't know what, of, any of these guys off the field. I well, mean, we know Favre's an ass. We do now, but like he yeah. was kind of an ass when he was in Green Bay. He was just True. playing like a god on the football field, you know. It's like I, I don't. And like this is my crook. thing. This has always been my thing. I don't. I separate the personal from the professional, right? Like I only care about what they do on a football field even when we're yeah, having this conversation. That's why I would put. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I totally get what you're saying, and I think that's very real for me as well. Like when you have grown up as I did in the '70s and '80s, watching them lose as many games as they did. Like, yeah, then Brett comes along, and it's incredibly emotional to see them start winning and to have this guy playing so well. And there's zero doubt that that plays into it. I know there are people out there, probably some of your listeners who are, are a hundred percent emotionally connected to Aaron, the way we were to Brett simply because of the age you are when that guy starts and mm-hmm. like your connection to the team that, but I will say, I just go back to what I was talking about before. I think Aaron a hundred percent better quarterback. I don't think you can – I don't even yeah. think that's an argument, right? But given the situations that they 
found themselves in. And Aaron handled himself absolutely exemplary, sitting behind Brett, waiting his turn, and then taking over the way he did. Like, I have no quibble with it, right? But there's a lot to be said for getting to sit and learn, as opposed to Brett, who, you know, was drinking himself to death down there in Atlanta and then gets traded for and, you know, thinks, okay, they traded a first-round pick, so I'm probably going to play at some point. And then that, that point came probably sooner than he expected with Mikowski's injury. And then he's thrust into it, and the, the way he goes, we all know the story. And, that's, and the team was terrible. You know, they have a new head coach and all this stuff, and it's just a very different situation. He had to over, overcome a whole lot more. And I think winning those three MVPs, it's so funny. Today's kind of fan doesn't, I don't think, really appreciate how good Brett was. Like, again, Aaron, better quarterback. I'm not taking it away from him. But, man, those three MVPs, they didn't just fall out of the sky. You know, he was really freaking good Yeah. for those that extended time in the 90s. But it was before the Internet, before we were all on Twitter, before it was in the daily conversation. So, and, again, I go back to Cliff, Cliff Crystal wrote about, it, you know, how Brett being with the Packers maybe didn't save them in the sense of, like, the, the strict sense of, like, oh, without Brett they would have folded. But, man, it's pretty close. He was that Well, important. even moving the games from Milwaukee to Green Bay, like yep. they were in Milwaukee because they sucked. Yep. And no, you know, they needed and they needed uh, the gates and they needed the eyeballs and they needed the fans. And I'll say, man, like that's why I go back to Bob Harlan. Who made that decision? Bob Harlan made that decision. You know? Like he's you can't write the history of the Green Bay Packers without Bob Harlan. That's why he I for me he's gotta that, be on there. Well, what you said at first and again, thank you for doing this. I know you course, hate man. this topic. <laughs> I do, but it's fun. It doesn't matter. That's the whole point. It has if there's fun, any right? team to do all executives, and Lambo is a different because he because right. he played and he coached and he put together the team. Hell, he put together the whole team literally. So yeah. Well, Lombardi was a coach, I guess, but but he was a GM any, as well. You know. But if there's any, yeah, to any to do non like troop whatever, right. you know, everyone knows yep. what I'm saying. <laughs> it might be the Packers because and now you can get into the different eras like yeah. Bob Harlan was massive and Mark Murphy that goes back to the whole point is he is like being and I think he will be forever until like we're old right dirt, right, right. Uh, you know realize what he did I think once the draft comes here oh 100 percent and I love that he gets it right out the door basically because he has to retire that July in 2025 due to the bylaws. And basically on the way out the door, here's my final parting gift to you Packers fans is a draft in green Bay, which I think will be amazing. It is funny because like, I don't want people to think that I I think Murphy is without flaws, right? Like there are plenty of times that I've kind of gone after him in my tenure at cheesehead TV, if you will, to the point where he asked, he's like, are you Packer Aaron on Cheesehead TV? I was like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I know I've written some un- unflattering things, but, you know, I don't think it's unfair to point things out. Like, he probably took too long to make the move away from Ted Thompson. And, but I understand that Ted was sick, and it was a very delicate kind of situation. It's hard. So it's hard for me to, like, put, you know, kind of clobber him too much for that. You know, there's other things that you can point to and say, oh, he probably maybe drew, dragged his feet a little bit here or whatever, but... Man, in the overall his overall tenure from the moment he took over to right now, he has done a fantastic job. And, and most people, not changes. everybody, but most people who criticize him have no idea what he does. 
Yeah, and he still made the changes. Like in Golden State, Bob Myers right. is literally retiring, so he doesn't have to make changes. Right, right. right. With the Warriors. Right. Murphy, at least, did that. Well, right. look, I think some of this will end up playing out as far as his legacy goes with how Brian and Matt turn out without Aaron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's obviously a big component of it. So we have to let that play out. Oh, yeah, if Jordan Love is yeah. awful, then – I mean, Murphy and, and they can't team. basically get back to some kind of contending window, then, yeah, that's a strike against him. And he, you know, will be looked at unfavorably in that regard. But the shepherding uh, between when he came on to right now, I mean, think of the fact that they've, you know, up until I think it was last year, they had won more football games in his tenure than any other franchise other than the Patriots. That's pretty impressive. You know, I don't care what you're talking about as far as, you know, when he should have, hi- who he should have hired or whatever. That's a pretty impressive track record, you know, as an executive. So, yeah, I'm I'm all for – I did a whole video last week about how underappreciated Mark Murphy is. Oh, well, we're good. We're of like mind. I yes, like that. 100%. Let me throw you some quickies. Yes, sir. Just give me quick answers. Okay. Like Not like a yes or no answer, but <laughs> – Okay. Who is uh, more trying to convince themselves they made the right decision, Aaron Rodgers or the New York Jets? Oh wow! Um, oh, it's got to be Rogers, a hundred percent. And I think the Jets—they're so in love, like they're—they're they're so Every happy. Every tweet's about him. Relax. Everything's about him, which you know would be, of course, if you're the Jets and have been so terrible, haven't been to the playoffs in ages. I get it. I think Aaron, you know, I think Aaron's happy. I think he's glad to be in New York. I think he's glad to be on a new team. But man, when you've been in one place for such a long time. That's hard, man, especially at the tail end of your career. That's it's it's going to be a challenge. I think he's going to play really well this year, but uh I think yeah, that if those are the choices, it's definitely Aaron. How close is Devontae Adams to admitting to himself that he regrets <laughs> asking for a trade? I don't think he regrets it at all. And I know we all sit here on the outside look at kind of the situation with the Raiders and kind of assume that, but I don't think it has much to do with like the football team as much as it did on the personal stuff as far as wanting to be closer to his family. I think that played such a big component. Um, I do getting think, a Taco Bell in his house. Getting a Taco Bell in his home. Uh, I do think the, the car thing is, is a, you know, is probably sticking in his craw because I do think, I do buy that he really wanted to go play with his boy and then he got one year and his boy was kicked out. So that's yeah. got to suck, but he is making a ton of money. He is closer to home, and he's more of a Vegas guy. I think he was just done with being in small-ass town Green Bay. And if you listen to that podcast he did with Brandon Marshall, I think you really get that sense of, look, you know, I, I, I was just – it was time for a new chapter. So I don't, think, I don't think he regrets it at all, actually. Does David Bakhtiari want to be traded? Is that why he keeps talking about a rebuild? No, he does not. He is just – telling his actual true feelings, which I applaud him for, because we always ask athletes to do that. And then when they do, we ask questions like that. So, no, I don't think he wants to be traded at all. And then uh, how much can Packers, anyone, and we're talking beat writers, podcasters, radio guys, how much can we cover Rodgers without it looking like we're pathetic for him? That's really good. Um, I don't know. I know. I'm I, not. I, I don't. I haven't not, touched him. I, I don't. Not a Packer. Yep. That is 100 percent me. I am like he is someone else's problem now. Like occasionally he'll get brought up 
to me on my chats or on Twitter or whatever. Talking about Rodgers in this form, I think, makes sense. We right. talked about his Packer career, but right. I don't care if he's hanging out with Miles Morales Teller or Keller or, or whatever. Davis yeah. or whoever. Yeah. No, I feel you. Um, you know, he's going to be a topic from time to time. That's kind of unavoidable, right? Um, I do think, man, he generates traffic. So I get it if people want to go to that well. I mean, I 100% understand that. Uh, somebody this morning was well, it was a Cowboys blogger, but he was saying, like, I can spend, like, eight hours putting together a piece about the salary cap ramifications of certain moves and the long-term process of team building, and I'll get 20,000 views, and then I'll put up, you know, an embed of Dak Prescott's tattoo from Instagram, and I'll get 200,000 page views. So, you know, that's the gig, man. So I don't ever, ever begrudge anyone in the business using that, right? Aaron Rodgers yeah. is instant eyeballs, and I got no problem with it. I realize what content is. I, you know, I try to I pump out these daily podcasts and hang on to an audience and just try to, you know, make it worth their time. And, and I'm happy with the numbers. And then I drive through Rosendale and take a picture. And my Facebook had a thousand shares of people <laughs> bitching about like, okay. Yep. That, that absolutely. Content, all, con- all content, all people wanting content is, self-affirmation about yep. what they already think either what they think or what they don't think and they want to bitch about it and so that's where they go yes no Here question i am you're just creating a platform. conversation no no that's never going to happen they just want you to provide a platform where they can argue essentially yeah well i guess <laughs> i'll keep trying i'll, I'll keep <sighs> fading away in the, keep in the fighting the good right. fight buddy it's all you can do aaron thank you cheeseheadtv.com appreciate you as always absolutely thanks a lot bart Aaron Nagler, chopping it up with Aaron Nagler. You can catch that if you missed. It's also on a video, uh, the Dan Shaney insurance stream. All of our YouTubes are sponsored by Dan. Dan shaved, uh, saved Q more than $1,400 over the upcoming year by switching. Go to danshaney.com, and he sponsors our YouTube stream, where you can also, as a separate YouTube, catch the following conversation between myself and and a guy harder to track down than a lunar eclipse. It's Tim Shea. Good morning or afternoon. I don't even know what it is these days. Well, for the full sake of uh, transparency, Tim and I wanted to talk a little bit of Brewers. And I didn't know when we'd be able to do that. And so the game on Monday night is going on as we're uh, having this chat. Brewers are currently headed to the top of the seventh down 2 nothing. But as soon as you saw that the Reds called up a lefty. So it's a lefty making his first career start. I mean, this game was over. Oh, yeah. I'm not like people, you know, I'm not, I'm not. And again, I'm not trying to be super negative guy. I actually, I haven't really told you or talked to you about the Brewers in a while. The more like randos they keep pulling up, the more invested I'm getting. (laughs) <laughs> I like, like everyone's that's, like freaking out. I'm going the opposite way. I think this rules. Well, that's the thing. They keep winning with guys like Perkins. I forget it. Blake Perkins and Monasterio. And yeah. Guys I've never even heard of. So, I mean, keep it going, I guess. Yeah. They're, they're, they're beating a good Reds team. That was kind of peeking up there at first place when the series started, but the Brewers took three of the first, the first three and, I don't know. Hopefully they sweep them. Who knows what happens here, but. Well, I'm going to play under the assumption that they are losing this game. Correct. Correct. It's 2 nothing. Yes. Uh, in the seventh. 
two nothing against a lefty seems like ten nothing. Yeah, and I don't even know. Did they take the guy out yet? I think so. He was at a hundred and seven pitches after six. So, so my schedule lately, I'm able to watch the Brewers from like six. That's why I like when they play on the East Coast because I can watch them from like six to six forty five. But then before bed, we throw on YouTube for my kid, and he watches fucking people play with toys, and that goes up till 7.30. Well, if you're like me, you watch the replay at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty clutch for you. So, How long have you been there now? A month and a half? A month and a half, about six weeks, six, seven weeks. So chugging right along here in the summer, not a, not a good day Monday morning, to say the least. But but it seems like when I get in, all the criminals are like, all right, Shay's in, we're done. Because nothing really happens that much from two to like seven. Would you go as far to say you might be saving lives? I might be a lifesaver out there. I, I, I You know what? I wouldn't say it. It's a fact. <laughs> So, I am a lifesaver. Well, good. You're welcome. You're welcome, Milwaukee. Well, if you were smart, if you really wanted to save lives, you'd start to go in a little earlier pro bono. I could. I could. And start to save some lives. Hey, I was checking out your website, by the way. Uh, I think think we need to update my my bio. I haven't just been carjacked. That was a while ago. Okay, I can update the bios. Just, Just say... Just say, you know, I work at CBS 58. I, I'm a lifesaver. I save lives. I can, yeah, I, I can give it a good refresh. Okay. Uh, done by the wonderful guys at Sun Ann Interactive. Uh, it's a great website. Who right. also did Dan Shaney's website. Okay. Who Dan Shaney helped cue. See, it's just listeners helping listeners. Mm-hmm. And Chris and Rob at Happy Place Hemp. They've been listeners. They've been helping, helping me. A ton of listeners. You might want to say they are lifesavers because they're getting me the sleep that I need to go save the lives when I wake up every morning. Yeah. What are you? T- what's the gummy of choice? The purple one. The nighttime. Mm-hmm. The CBD. Yeah. Um, the tinctures get you there quicker if need be. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So if you want to. I got to get through this first, which I am. I can't take a full one because I don't want to oversleep. Mm. We've, all, we've all been through that. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they I were a little too effective. The other night, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I said to my wife, are you planning on going on a boat? She's like, No. I said, yes, you are. And you're going to be there with your ex-boyfriend and my ex-girlfriend. She's like, what are you talking about? I said, oh, I must have imagined that. <laughs> like a whole, I had this whole... And then, and then I was thinking about it more. And then she goes, what are you talking about? I go, yeah. And then I talked to Jimmy Butler about it, who was going to be on the boat too. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I was dreaming. Yeah. So I, 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 I want to go back to something you just said like- couple of minutes ago. Are, are you- promo code BART, happyplacehemp.com, 25% off every order. They will ship it to you free and to most states as well. Did uh, did I hear you correctly and say you're paying a little more attention to the brewers these days? 
Well, it was, so it was never me not being into the Brewers. It was just me being way more into the NBA. Okay. And that, I don't know if that's a result of me doing more national shows, me doing less of the 1250. Ken Carmen, who's a CBS Sports Radio guy, just Barrett wrote an article about him about how you don't have to watch these NBA finals if you're not a national host. Like, why not? We did a show, this the show we did on Sunday night. We we're talking about Giannis and Jokic and swapping them and, and different stuff. Uh, the Bucks are introducing their coach on uh, Tuesday, Adrian Griffin. Maybe you'll be maybe you'll be able to get there. What time is that at? Eleven. Maybe I'll pull the good old. Oh, I work at CBS fifty-eight. You get, get a credential a, and then cover it for me. Get a front row seat. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Just right. I did think about uh, asking for this one. You should. Because because the media release said the media will be given a free complimentary lunch to try <laughs> menu items from the Mecca Sports Bar <laughs> and Grill. Oh, that is fantastic. So I thought maybe I would, uh, but I but I didn't. So after the Adrian Griffin presser, the Bucks have it on their YouTube. I'm going to uh, do a quick little post game myself. Okay. Okay. Might might be you know if people jump on, you could go for a little bit. Might be like a five minute hello, how you doing? Just depends on when who's around. I probably yeah. might be around. I did get a uh, comment when we were live on Sunday. Someone was upset that they had to watch an ad before they got into my live show. Uh, I do try to monetize this channel. It's part of the strategy of having a roof over my head. I would like everyone to know that because of you, I made 77 cents on Sunday on YouTube. Nice. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do with that? I made 77 cents. Nothing. (laughs) Hold on. I think my son is coming downstairs because he wants a hug. Uh Uh-oh. Buddy, do you want a hug? Come to the basement. Come to the basement. So he was supposed to give me a hug um, for bedtime, and then he doesn't want to. And then then he comes on later. Hey, come to the basement. Oh, you're putting your shoes on first? (laughs) Okay. I'm down here, yep. Just hurry up. Maybe I'll let him say hi to you. You'll cut it out. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah, so they're introducing their new head coach. It's about about time they do it. Mm -hmm. Um... The Brewers are still probably going to lose this game. The, the pitcher's name is Andrew Abbott. What? Are you coming? All right, come here, bud. I'm way over here. I'm talking to Tim. Because we're doing a show. Yeah, I'm going stop cam. Come here. You can say hi, though. Do you see him? Say hi, Tim. 
Hi. Hello. Hi. You remember me? You remember Tim? Mm-hmm. I got remember my, my house? You'll have my Sesame Street shirt on. Yeah. What's What's the word we say when it's just us two nasty guys? No. You can say it. Say it one time. No. Say, yeah. fuck yeah. you, Tim. Fuck you, Tim. <laughs> well, why do you have that on? Why do I have that light on? Because yeah. my eye bags look terrible. <laughs> Are you going to bed now? Can you take your shoes off? Can you take your shoes off? All right. Thanks, everyone, for obliging uh, for that. You want to talk Brewers anymore or no? I mean, no. We, I mean, we can. Yeah, I just I think they're, you know, they're, they're still in first somehow. Well, I know well here's, here's something. I know that's how, good. But... Yeah, so Adamus, by the way, I was in Appleton on Sunday, and I was there for a grad party. My in-laws, like, they live by where the Timber Rattlers play. Did you go? Well, I could have gone, I guess, for a little bit to the day, and Adamus hit a home run. And then I guess the other team walked him in his fourth at bat because they're like, we're, we're, in, we're in single A. We're not pitching a Willie Adamus anymore. But the then at night we were driving, and I drove by the stadium again, and there was a bunch of traffic, and I didn't know what it was for. I thought maybe the Rattlers had a doubleheader. And it was for the Packers celebrity softball game. You could have, you could have gone, you could have gone to that. I would have pulled the credential for that. I, I probably could have tried. I didn't know it was that day. Yeah, but then I would have been mad that, like, you know, it was very random when they did that. There was a lot of hype about it. But usually, you hear about it down here, like, oh, it's coming up. But, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't hear anything until after the fact. It just I was on Twitter happened. later, and the Packers were like, "Something interesting about Willie Adamas is that they're not, you know, he can be brought up tonight into tomorrow for the start of the series against Baltimore, but they are sending him to Nashville." Yeah, I've got all McKelvey's uh, tentative moves here. Adamas will probably be in Nashville again on Wednesday, or no, wait, what the fuck day is it? Tuesday. Tuesday. We're recording Monday for Tuesday. Jesus. Yeah. He might right, he'll so, still be there. So Tuesday and Wednesday, Nashville. Lauer's gonna start Tuesday in Nashville. Winker's gonna start in Nashville on Wednesday. Matt Bush is back in Nashville. And then Wade Miley. Uh, Louis uh uh Luis Urias. I almost called him Luis Adamas. Luis Urias is in Nashville still, I believe. So get to Nash if you're in Nashville, go to the games now. Tim, are you watching the game right now? I am. Can you Arias hear? Arias is batting six tonight. Oh, he's playing. <laughs> yeah. Shows you how much I've been watching. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, Arias. Arias might be up soon. Tim says, "Yeah, a lot sooner than you think, bud." <laughs> I woke up. Okay, just you did. Calm down. You did. Cut that. All out, right. Please. Um, I got some <laughs> voicemails to play. On the Carl's Place voicemail line, Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. And yes, I did get your text message. Let's go do a game soon again. That was fun when we did that. I go with you Thursday. Early in the year. I don't know. The thir- Thursday I need to take a nap because my niece's uh, soccer team is playing in the sectional semifinal against DSHA. 
bedroom. So oh, you got to nice. go to that at night and take a nap during the afternoon. Well, if she needs new cleats, tell her to come out to Stefan's Soccer in Brookfield, where I will be from 10 to noon for their tent sale on behalf of Milwaukee Pro Soccer. Look at you. Look at that. Yep. I'm also going to send you a play later. I need you, I, I need you to, to uh, let me know if it's red card worthy. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Tell her to come on out. All right. I will. Stefan soccer. Uh, the Brewers, yeah, they're on the road next week. Yeah. Well, only for two days. I can't do the 21st. Man, it looks like we're not going to a game till July, bud. All right. Maybe July 3rd against the Cubbies. Why is that in a Monday? Oh, the uh, 4th of July weekend I'm not going to be able to do. No? Okay. 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 Then the next week is Summerfest, and I'm working for pro soccer out at Summerfest. Jeez. Are we not going to be able to go to a game until August? Then I'm going to be at the Harley Homecoming for pro soccer. Uh, on your bike? And then, then they... <laughs> The next day I can go to nope because Forward Madison's got a game. Now we're into August. We're I can't close. every time the Brewers keep playing these day games, but I got to be in Madison later that night. We're get we're getting close to when I have to take my trip to Madison. Yep. August twenty third, I can go with you. Okay. The Twins are in town. All right, I'm in. Let's make it a day. Let's make it like a. Should I do a Bart Winkler show year anniversary party? Yes. August 23rd, 110. All right, August 23rd. Put it down in your calendars, everyone. We're going should, to the brewery. buy like 100 shitty tickets? Bernie's like terrace up in the corner where you can't see anything. Yeah. And I'll give them away. Yeah. Come to the anniversary show. Special guests will relive moments like Clay Thompson, John Gruden. <laughs> Would people take off for that? Uh, they'd have to. It's, you know, and end the summer. End the summer. Would with people Bob. go to that fucking nine to noon game? The new, oh, yes. People used to go to the Bill Michaels celebration. Maybe that's when we can do our first ever hurry up. Can you. Ask the Brewers if I can have a suite. Oh, why do I have to ask them? They don't like me. They don't like me more. I don't know. We might need to take a poll in the Brewers' front office. Who do you hate more? No, I think because more people there know you, and they have like a baseline of hate, and not everyone there knows me, but the people that do know me hate me. So I think it equals out the amount of hate that we're getting. Yeah. All right, so to recap, uh, Urias is up. My son said, fuck you, Tim. And we're going to soft plan a party on August 23rd <laughs> at the game. It will probably just be us two, but it will be fun planning it. Could be. I've, I've planned I planned a uh, XFL party. I've talked about this where nobody came, just my brother. Yep. And I also decided to just say hey it's my 30th birthday party whoever wants to come come it was pretty much just my brother again and wife this time that was nice 
This is from Spark Guy on the Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-2278. Spark Guy. Spark. Spark Guy here. Just calling in in this dead season of sports. Uh, Something came to mind that I wanted your perspective on my own. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Again, I know you've retired from commenting on his personal life and everything else. Um, maybe if you're on a path to flung to others, that's fine too if you've truly retired. But I, I have to comment. Went to the Taylor Swift show yesterday. Amazing. As you'd have expected. Wow. Nothing, nothing short of superb. But it did bring to mind that Aaron Rodgers. You know, a lot of people I, I know have gone to this show. This is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, I feel. I know someone who went to two days in a row. Holy smokes. I know. Wow. I feel I got a little FOMO, I must say. You really want to go? I, I don't know. It's, it seemed like the event of the millennium. Uh, you can win tickets through WMYX 99.1. Well, how long is she in Chicago? I thought she was out. To go out to L.A. for her, the final two shows. How the fuck they get those tickets? I don't ask them. One time, my little ranking station in Fond du Lac got tickets to, like, the Disney Music Awards. <laughs> and we made a big deal of it because, like, we never get tickets this good. Yeah. But the bigger the tickets to give away, the more, like, like it's. I like just getting Summerfest or Noah's Ark tickets. You get them, they take them, blah, blah, blah. This Disney thing, we had to fill out all this legal work. And then the guy, like, hated it. And then one time, we, we were giving away a cruise and then the cruise guy was like, yeah, you give away a cruise. And then the, the cruise was one. And then she's like, oh, I'm so excited. I want a cruise from my favorite station. And then they set it up. He goes, well, no, I need $1,000 from you. And then you get everything free. And we're like, that's not what we agreed on. At, when you were at 1250 for the entire time, did you ever give away Packer tickets? Packers tickets? Yeah. Uh, no, I gave away... What was the biggest prize, I guess, you gave Probably that, that game three against the Raptors at the Bradley Center. Gotcha. I gave tickets away, and then I went. That's when me and my wife got on the kiss cam. Oh, yes. And I met Alex, uh, who was a great dude. And then when I went to the Wave Championship game, I sat one row behind Alex. So we've, you know, messaged here and there from time to time. Deep buddies. Carry on right. with the voice. More from Spark Guy. Went to the Taylor Swift show, and I find it so odd. He went with Miles Teller and his wife. Now, if I recall, Miles Teller became friends with Aaron Rodgers when he was dating Shailene Woodley. I find that odd. Like, they dated, and he met a couple through his ex, and now he broke up with her. And now has claimed them as his friends. I find that to be quite odd. I find it odd on, on the Miles Teller part because that's how they met. They were co-stars or something, and then she dated Rogers. But tell me if I'm wrong. It seems completely out of bounds. I just I, I don't think I've ever in my personal life recalled somebody transitioning like that from a friend, a boyfriend of a girlfriend's friend or whatever it was to now they hang out. So I don't know. I just find this to be another odd thing and, and almost a um, it's incorrect. They, when they separate, then she keeps her friends and they all move on. But 
um, found it to be so odd, but chalk it up as another odd thing from from uh, good old Aaron. Take care, buddy. How on God's green do you expect me to comment on that? I was going to say. What do you want me to say? I'm retired. Next. What I what I did comment on when I talked with Nagler about was the Jets are going a little overboard. I think that's pretty weird. Look, Rogers in New York, he's having time of his life. Okay, he's going Taylor Swift with friends that he knows from various places. I can't hate on that. Jets, meanwhile, every time Rogers like throws a piece of garbage in the garbage can, there's 15 tweets about it. And I don't know, you know, Tim, I don't know when it comes to our quarterbacks, like when they're gone, how much do we need to talk about them? Like how much news is it? Anything that Aaron Rodgers does, you know? Well, don't worry. You'll be able to catch a lot of uh, Aaron Rodgers this year on right there. Just like with Brett Favre. Like how much do we cover Brett Favre? Like just because I consider myself a, a Packers show, do I cover that Brett Favre was a podcast guest on Don Jr.'s Triggered tonight? Here's a clip. If you're watching the news, depending on who you're watching, which 99.9% of the news is the left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a, there's a huge agenda, and they control the narrative. <laughs> you know, the best way to, to, to squash that is don't watch it. Don't listen. Yeah. Hey, have you ever thought about running for office yourself? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, I don't know why. he's got He's got a charming voice. He's a criminal, and he's still likable. I used to, when I was a kid, not that I ever thought I'd be president, but when I was like 13, I think, I don't want any skeletons in my closet just because if you're going to be president someday, you have to be. But now it's like you need scandals to be president. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, wow, Brett Favre, okay. Do we have to cover that kind of stuff? I guess. I Here's a voicemail from John and Franklin. Ooh, I haven't heard from him in a while. I haven't. You Again, check out carlovet.com backslash Bart for the latest in golf simulators and accessories. Morning, John and Franklin. Just comments about uh, the weekend sports here coming up hopefully on Tuesday morning for you. So, uh, interesting. Uh, Miami, you know, just when just about everybody, you know, Counted them out as dead. Series is over. That's going to be non-competitive. What do they do? They do what Miami does. They win. They they win a scrappy game. They find a way to do it. A um, lot of discussion about being a you know I'm rooting and who you should root for and who you shouldn't. I've been rooting for the Heat um, as far as especially when they went against Boston. I mean, I would have rooted for the Devil. If he put a team together, sorry, God, I love you, but uh, I hate Boston that much. And <laughs> wow. Sorry, God, I so love you. see them go down. So for that reason alone. <laughs> Classic I'm quote already. To see um, uh, Miami win. I'm not buying a jersey. I'm not going to go to their games. This is going to dissipate. And it might even change. And, you know, if, it's, if this thing goes to game seven, I don't know. But I got to, if I'm going to watch a sporting event, I need to have a rooting interest. Nice to be playing the Reds again. You know, I missed the 19 meetings a year with the Reds. You know, it's, with our walking wounded, we got a bunch of bunch of players. We got Monastery. We got Perkins. 
guys are cranking home runs, doing what they got to do, playing hard. You know, I don't know who these guys are. Um, I'm hearing talk. Oh, you know, and then they lit up uh, Asprack. That was good. Put him on the mound again <laughs> for batting practice. That was awesome. Good, good times. Um, turn the game off, and then I see they kind of tighten it up. But boy, we were rolling there for a minute. Um, as far as I'm hearing, are we going to be buyers? <laughs> are we going to be buyers at the deadline? That's comical. Do, do you remember what happened last year? <laughs> So, so don't get your hopes up that we're bringing in Soto uh, here for for a playoff stretch that's going to end in you know imminent failure. Uh, that's not happening. You know, we'll get our guys back, and that's going to be the addition, and it will be an addition, and we'll we'll be a better team for it. But uh, let's face it, we know how this team is running. I'm out. Well, that was we, actually, that was great. That was a great call. Do we remember what happened last year? I called it in May. God, I love you, but <laughs> I hate Boston that much. I would have rooted for the devil. Hey. I got to figure out how to get drops also so I can be like, God, it's, I love you. It's something. Get a, the sound of a round of applause. Round of uh, applause. One more voicemail for you, if you'd like. Yeah, let's let's do it. Who's this one from? Uh, it's from your boy, Cone Roller. Oh, boy. Cone. Bart, it's Cone. Just Monday morning here. Just finished a podcast from today and heard you needed some voicemails. So I wanted to throw a take out there that I don't know if it's very popular, but I have seen so much hate for Zach Campbell, a.k.a. foul ball guy, on Twitter, on, just on the Internet in general. A lot of people say he's, you know, he's a grown man. He shouldn't be acting like a child, but... I respect the hell out of Zach Campbell. You know, he's doing what he loves. He's making a living off of it. And to all the haters, you know, he knows how to catch a foul ball and home runs. He, it's, it's a free-for-all when the ball is put in, in play in the stands. So for Zach to, to be there, always getting balls, um, I think it's just, you know, an effort thing. And, you know, maybe people coming at him should not be so lazy Maybe they should um, just respect the hustle that uh, that Zach's showing. So, curious to hear where you fall on Zach Campbell. Personally, I love him, love his content. Um, think he's he's great for the game of baseball. You don't you don't see many baseball creators really outside of John Boy Media. So Zach, I think is is a great one. So curious to hear what you say. Curious to hear what the Winklerverse thinks. But I'm a Zach Campbell guy through and through. Thanks. So we all know who Zach Hample is, yeah? Foul ball guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, like, well, let me say this first. I think we've gone, this might be uncharacteristic for Bart. And I don't know, I don't know if, maybe, maybe my guy Favre will like this. <laughs> I think we've gone a little too far with the polite etiquette after catching a foul ball. What I'm saying is when we catch a foul ball, that is your ball. Now don't push a kid out of the way. Don't push anyone out of the way. The ball, you you know, if it's, if it's coming up, y'all can put your arm out there. We're not throwing elbows. We're not doing whatever. Okay. Um, if it like gets loose and bounces, if a guy catches it and like he had it, but then it pops out. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of his ball. 
But now I feel like if I were to catch a foul ball, if I were to go to the game with you and catch a foul ball and I was not there with my son, I have to give it to a kid. I feel like I would have to give it to a kid. What Hample should do is bring children with him to the games, buy them tickets, and like use them as dads, autograph-seeking dads use his kids for autographs. That's what he should do. And then, you know, give them like a lollipop and a $5 bill and go on their merry way. They don't know. And plus, it's more little hands to grab. And then plus, if uh, he doesn't get one, someone's going to give it to one of the kids. Yeah. So Hample should be exploiting the children a little bit more. We got a run in that Brewer game, or is it over? Uh, it's, I think it's getting close to over. It's going to be a 2 0 final. You no, agree. Like Zach Hample, I, I think he's a terrible human being. But also, there are like, we're in a free for all society these days. There's a lot of ways to make money that people aren't exploiting, and you got to find your niche and make that money. And if his is getting foul balls and selling them, look, if somebody doesn't like it, they can either do it better. I remember last year we talked we talked about this. We you did a whole segment on this. Oh yeah, his gut. One of your shows. I'm just trying to put myself. See what Cone challenges me to do is to put myself in the other person's shoes, and that's why he's such a great caller. So I don't like Zach Ample, but he's he's looking out for number one, and in today's society. Isn't that what we're we're taught to do? Do you like Zach Campbell? I mean, whatever. I am about him, but I, I agree with you. If you catch the ball, it's yours. Plain and simple. Done and done. You don't have to give it to a kid. If I catch a foul ball, I'm keeping it because it will be my first one that I catch. I've yet to catch one. I haven't even come close. Like, one hasn't even Me been. Me neither. Catched. Never. So. Never. So, I still wait. But I also hate sitting in the outfield. Well, that's for home runs. If I catch a home run, I'm totally keeping it. I don't care if it's my second or third or fifth. Uh, yes, the Brewers just lost two nothing. All right, so you took three or four from the Reds. And the game you lost was the game you always lose. Yeah. So they're 32 and 28. We'll live. No problem. Could, could be a lot worse. Yeah, I feel fine about that. Yeah. So you don't care about Zach Hample? No. Hmm. No. I thought I'd get a more fiery take from you. I need to, I need to like, I don't follow him. I forgot him. what it's like talking to you. I don't follow him on Twitter. Oh, yeah. So I, like, I'm, like, I don't follow him close enough. So hmm. I just remember talking about this last year in July. And hmm. then you went off on a Jeff Wagner rant about catching balls and selling them and oh i haven't done a jeff wagner in a while if there if there was because i'm not in my car to hear wags i don't know yeah i mean you can have your boy adam roberts send you clips oh yeah a rob's over there sure sure but no so i i know i don't i mean if you you know what this this like little bart winkler party i decided you know what'd be nice is if our former bosses would say, guys, we know last year sucked. 
and you're all spreading your wings in different places now, we would like to bring you all to a game and have a little reunion. I thought you were going to say, you, we would like to bring you all back. No, but a nice chance for all of us to be together now that we're all over the place. And some of the strains are still connected. Privately, I think they're all connected, but like, I don't know. I'm not going to call into Tim. Oh, me, me and Sam butt heads now all the time, you know, competition. Well, you are competition. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but we got a guy at 58. We got a guy at 12. We got a guy uh, on on the game. And even like Wachillis is over there. Uh, McGivern's at Big 920. Don't we got Gary, Gary and Leroy doing their thing. And Gary is with ESPN. Uh, I'm on CBS Sports Radio. Rami's out in Sacramento. Rami's oh, out in Sacramento. Was- Toby's in D.C. We're all over the place. We got, we're coast to coast. I mean, to get us all back, what a nice gesture that would be. Hey, are you watching the uh, NHL Stanley Cup at all or paying attention to that? No. Okay. Vegas is up one game to nothing in the series. They're up 3 nothing as we record this right now in their game two. Well, my brother that moved to Vegas roots for them, so I guess I'm rooting for them. Yeah, it's a – I mean, it's, it's a, both storylines are pretty – Pretty good. Vegas, what, third, fourth? I actually have never liked the Florida Panthers. Actually, they've always bothered me, and I don't know why. why. Is it because they play hockey in Florida? Maybe I don't like the logo. I Really, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that they're the Panthers, and I don't think that teams should share names across leagues. Like, there's the Giants and the Giants, and I get that they start in New York, but I don't know. Are there any other examples of the – top of my head um is it just the giants and the panthers the giants the panthers is that it yeah probably yeah the bears and the cubs you know that's kind of is that it am i missing any no i I Ah, cardinals 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 Cardinals, yeah cardinals but they were both again in st louis the same thing yeah I think that's it. Uh, Bucks and Buccaneers is close. What about having two professional teams, two of the same sports in one city? I like that. You would. I do. Would you feel like you'd go back and forth, or would you pick a team and say, that's my team? And if they, like, like the Jets and Giants. No, you'd have to pick a team. Okay. Or Or the Cubs and White Sox. Even though the White Sox did win the World Series first. In New York, I've already played this out. In New York, I would have been a Mets and Giants fan. Interesting, because usually if you're a Mets fan, you're a Jets fan. And if you're a Giants fan, you're a Yankees fan. Yeah, no, I would have liked the Mets um, and then the Giants. And then in the in Chicago, I would have been. What about basketball? You got a couple teams. Oh, uh, you can throw. Nets. You can throw. Well, yeah. And hockey, I probably would have liked the Rangers. I would like the Islanders. In Chicago, I'd be a Cubs fan. White Sox, Southside. Nah, I would have liked the Cubbies. Well, I did like the Cubbies. They were my first favorite team. Because they were on TV all the time. I'm in the Braves. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got. Unless you uh, want to talk Omaha Steaks, promo code BART, 30 bucks off. Mm. Sounds delicious. <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> we had some burgers the other night. We should go up to training camp this year, maybe do a show or two from up there. 
You think they'll let us? Just go up and do it right there. I think I have to have like Packer in my name. I think I have to put like the Packer pod port piss. The Bart Winkler Packer show? Yeah. Packer preview show? I think I could get credentialed for family night. I think they'd let you. All right. I'll be live after Adrian Griffin talks. I think I might join. I wonder you. if Jimmy Haslam will be there. Where are they doing it from? Outside. Gather, gather. Okay. Maybe right I'll go. You. Maybe I'll just stand like right outside through the windows, and go like this. I think you should. And, and then uh, I'll look into the cheapest party available for a group party for the twenty third of August. Twenty third of August. I can't believe that's the next time you're available to go to a Brewers good day game. No, I'm available Thursday. I can't. Maybe I'll go by my loan. Go. I am looking for somewhere to watch the West Ham game on Wednesday. If there's any West Ham crowds. I don't know. All right. Well, this has been fun. All right, Tim. I love you. Love you too, Bart. Have a good one. Go Admirals. Are they playing right now? No. Another hour. Another half hour. Oh. Uh, all right. Well, I don't think anyone's coming here for them. Go go keep saving lives, buddy. All right. Go Brewers. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.